Hi, I'm Marion Ellis and welcome to the Surveyor Hub podcast, this business bite-size where we're going to be talking about being in the business of surveying. Now, I've coached a lot of small and large business owners and managers in my time, and I hear lots of comments and questions being raised in the Surveyor Hub community about being in business. I'm not talking about tech or the geeky stuff we get excited about. I'm talking about what it really means to be on your own running a business. Responsibility, the worries, the uncomfortable decisions that you need to make, and both the joy of making the right decisions and celebrating success, and the shame of making the wrong decisions and admitting that despite being brilliantly technical and competent as a surveyor, you don't know how to set up things like simple processes in your business. Well-run businesses generally have less claims and certainly less complex ones. I've learned that in my career as I dealt with complaints and claims and also from many of the surveying firms that I've worked with and spoken to over the years. And through my work from masterclasses to masterminds and my free community groups and podcasts, I wanna help you be the best you can be but also help you to learn how to ask for help and to get the right support. Because there is lots of it out there. Most of it is free. So in this season of the podcast, I'd like to share with you some short insights and signposts due to different resources and some thought leadership content that I can help you get those cogs turning, your brain into gear and taking some action in your business. If there's anything in particular or any themes you'd like me to cover, then please do send me a message via my social media channels, or you can drop me an email at marion at lovesurveying.com. To do a job well, you need three things. Technical ability, the things you've learned, trained and got qualified to do. You need to do the job in context. Just like you need the right tools for the job, for example, you need the right type of survey to suit a property or a client, for example. And thirdly, you need social sensitivity. Our job is a people one, not just a technical one. And that's often overlooked as we grapple with things like building regs, terms, and the ridiculous amount of jargon that we sometimes come across in our our sector. These things let you know not only what to do in the moment, but also when it's the right thing to do. It's called trusting your gut instinct and we don't listen to it often enough. I'm going to talk a lot about trusting your instincts over the coming weeks and share with you some thoughts and tips on how you can learn how to do that and get familiar with it. And I want to start off this podcast with something as I do all my coaching programs and I speak a lot about in the hub community as well, and that's well-being your well-being. And I know many of you listening to this right now will have switched off mentally, at least anyway. Because if you're honest with yourself, you might think it's the most boring subject. I'm going to tell you to eat well, have some exercise and get some sleep. And I absolutely hear you. I think it's an overused term and it's not understood, but it's so critical to your business and your work, especially if you work for yourself. So what does well-being have to do with trusting your gut instinct? Well, simply, it affects the meaning you give to something in the moment and in turn your reaction to it. We all have days when we are tired, 
run ragged by family life, workloads, people asking you for things, our boundaries creaking at the seams. Some days we can cope with it and some days we can't. Some days we can react positively and it's like water off a duck's back. And other days we just blow our top and get angry, even if we don't mean to be. We might even be tearful. And that's all to do with your energy. If we feel energized and good, we can deal with challenging customers, long days and do difficult work. If we feel tired, lackluster, irritated, then we intentionally or unintentionally cut corners, are more curt and are certainly more or less tolerant. And that's when things can go wrong, from having poor working relationships to making errors, getting complaints and worse, claims later down the line. And it's a pretty miserable place to be. And so our energy and well-being affects how we react to situations. And when you're in the business of surveying and working with people, it shows. So it's important to keep a check on how you are feeling. Yes, feeling. Notice if you are tired or cranky and is there a reason for it? Have you eaten properly or are you hangry? Are you dehydrated? Are you skipping meals and toilet breaks because you're driving around in your car most of the day? Did you have an argument with your partner this morning? Are you worried about your child? Because let's face it, a parent is only as happy as their least happy child. You don't need me to tell you what to do to be well. And you can try out some of the Lionheart webinars for that. I'll pop a link in the show notes. There is a difference, however, in being well and doing well-being. Just because you run three times a week doesn't mean necessarily your mental well-being is being looked after, only your physical. And that's because it's not a one-size-fits-all. We all have different needs at different times that needs to be met. And the trick is to find the right balance and to review it periodically. So where do you start? Well, it starts with recognizing and making a list of all the things you need to be okay and feel good. Maslow's hierarchy of human needs is a great place to start, but a simple list of what you need to thrive, not just function, will do the job. So that's all the basics such as food, water, sleep, sex, as well as your hobbies, time with family, friends, and also professionally, So you're doing work that you love and that makes you feel good. When my daughter was young, she didn't sleep at all for three years and I was broken. I had a job traveling up and down the country and I was exhausted. I reached burnout and yet I still pushed through because I didn't want to be seen as failing. I felt ill most of the time. I lost weight. I just didn't have that sparkle of vitality in my eyes. And I remember my hair being in bad condition and my skin was super sensitive. Stress can manifest and show itself in lots of different ways. There were lots of things I did to change that situation eventually, but the start was to have a power nap in the afternoon or a nana nap, as it's sometimes known. I would leave my office and go to my parked car in the afternoon and sleep for 20 minutes. I used to set a timer on my phone and I felt like a new woman. Weekends were especially hard because after a busy week, I was exhausted and ended up sleeping most of the weekend to catch up, which is not great when you've got a young family. But I noticed a pattern that if I got a good night's sleep on a Wednesday, then I could make it through the weekend. And that felt like winning. I found out what I needed to do to function and built it into my day and my working week. And while things like that can get you through short periods, clearly it's not sustainable. 
And eventually I reached a different level of burnout again. And we brought in a super nanny who, within a couple of nights, got my darling child sleeping mostly through the night. And I really did feel like a new woman then. The result? I could think more clearly. I was happier. And in turn, my work was better and I enjoyed it. And I've never underestimated the power of sleep since. And I look back and in part, I think, what an idiot for getting that way. But also sad that I had no one to support me, to help me see how hard I was pushing myself to the point of not seeing any possibility of a solution. It just felt like that was my life. I couldn't find any answers. Networks of support such as the Surveyor Hub community, Women in Surveying, RICS Insight community and Lionheart are vital, but we also need to take responsibility for our own well-being. So make your list of what you need to be okay and check to see if those needs are being met and in turn make adjustments. It makes so much sense and yet when you're stuck in the middle of it, it really doesn't. We put so much emphasis on being busy as a badge of honour that we don't think about the consequences if we don't look after ourselves as much as we do, the kit in our bags, our tech equipment or our cars. So I'd like you to reflect, check out the resources in the show notes and let me know what does well-being mean to you and what changes do you think you could make that would really make a difference? I look forward to speaking with you next time. If you've enjoyed listening to the Survey Hub podcast, then you can show your support by rating, review and following the podcast, joining the community groups or leaving a donation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the Surveyor Hub. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, you can sign up to hear the latest Surveyor Hub news by joining the mailing list at lovesurveying.com. And don't forget to leave me some feedback and let me know your key takeaways from today's podcast.